And we are live yet again with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we go over this week's new releases of comics. For those of you who don't know, DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, July 13th, 2023, to talk about every comic that came out this week. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And uh, obviously, yeah, if you can see us live, you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube at blah, 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 slash The Keeg Show. Um, or you listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Let me introduce our guests who have both been on the show before. So if you've been listening, if you've been watching, uh, you know them. You know them already. But except it's their first time on an episode together, which I think is really weird. But hey, you know, there's fresh new pairings every time. That's weird. Uh, we got Maggie, a.k.a. Vegan Superkick. Maggie, how's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Has it been a long time since you've been on? I was trying to figure out when the last time was, and I can't can't find any record of you. I think before a certain point or after. I think it point. has been a while. I think last time I had some stuff come up, and I couldn't. Mm. I think it was supposed to be me, you, and Lex again. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So it has been a while. Yeah, because Lex is back now. So he's, I know. you know threw him in the Busy. rotation. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, I'm glad to have you back. Thanks for, glad thanks to be for here. coming on. Yeah. Heck yeah. We also got Drew Maxi, aka Drew Deficit, spelled with an X in between the Drew and the Deficit. Can't forget that X. Drew, how's it going? Uh, it's going very well. My chair just decided to move a little bit, and that was really mm. weird because I wasn't moving it. So maybe <laughs> there's uh ghostery afoot. But yeah. Other than that, I, I think things are okay. Have you have you ever thought about putting like a big room size Ouija board on the floor and then have your chair be the Ouija thing? Uh, I, you know, I have thought about that. And the only reason why I don't is because I think that like my dead relatives might try to communicate with me and tell me secrets that I don't need to know. Cause that's the kind of thing that I would do. I would, I would give them information that they can't unlearn. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, it is kind of weird to think like, are they watching me? Is it? Is I don't want them to. That's what an invasion just, of privacy. What if it's just like grandma's pasta recipe? You know, I would take what? that. Uh, so they're trying to give you their secrets. You know, I have, but if they walk in without knocking, <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't. I think a I ghost. Will, has... I will say. I will say. I have one. I have one grandmother who is dead, and her pasta recipe. Um, the only thing she made was lasagna, and she made it with American cheese. So I don't want it. So. We don't trust her. Okay. Best that those recipes stay dead. That's yeah. a thing. <laughs> um, no, no this, Ouija board rug for you today. That's fair. I uh, I'm kind of like Batman in a way. When even if like something supernatural happens, to, well, I'm kind of like Batman in every aspect. But um, in specifically, I, I thought that was gonna go like a whole different way, and you were gonna be like, <laughs> I'm like Batman. My parents are dead, and just yeah. like, Whoa, uh, man. no. If something supernatural did happen to me, I'm just like, it's not really supernatural it's just like whatever like i've had dreams of my grandparents and they like told me things and i'm like could it be their ghost it's just a dream huh. <laughs> that's so in many ways i am like batman yes but that one specifically <laughs> you know uh for those of you out there this intro to comic talk today is brought to you by dc night terrors it's not actually, we're not paid to say that. It just so happens we're talking about dreams and dead people. Um, that's a weird event that's going on right now. I don't know if you guys are plugged in. 
you guys are plugged in, right? It's part of yeah. what you guys have been reading, right? Part of it. I'm not, I can't commit to all of it. Yeah, I'm it's, definitely not doing everything, but. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I said it on a previous episode. I don't like dream sequences. I don't like dream like stories. I think they're dumb and tropey. I think it's like, like we got, like we already got one good Bruce Wayne dream sequence, which is in the Harley Quinn animated show where like she talks to like young Bruce in his mind. There's that oh, whole yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. for me, I just don't, I don't like dream sequences. They're super tropey. They don't really matter unless you do like what happens in real life or what happens in the dream happens in real life. I just think, I don't know. I just think they're dumb. And so I wasn't, I wasn't signed up for this night terrors event. There's, I mean, we can, we can probably talk about this more when we talk about the book, but like, yeah, DC has the perfect character to do anything dream related. And he is not part of the book at all. So it just like, we talked about this last week, um, but we'll go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I would love to hear that. Um, First, really quick, what did you guys read this week? Because there was a whole mess of stuff. I had a pretty short list this week. I got a new puppy. So, like, oh, I couldn't congrats. get too ambitious. I couldn't get too ambitious because I knew I was coming on the show. I was like, I can't read yeah. a whole lot this week because he's just, he's all over the place. But I did That's read fair. Superman Lost. Number oh, five. sorry, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> the important, the important questions. What's your puppy's name? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Screw the comics. Uh, yeah. His name is his name is Fat Tony. We just call from, him Tony, though. From Simpsons? Actually, yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah. My husband's a big Simpsons guy. Okay. Yeah. Do you call him Fatty or Tony? or like, We call him Tony. We call him okay. Tony. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a pug mix. Very cute. Very cute. Uh, side note, side question for both of you. Do just normal people name their pets after the books and the tv shows and the comics and stuff that they read do normal people do that or is it just people like us i don't know i now that i think about it i'm not sure because we have another dog we have another dog named opal and we got her shortly after uncut gems came out we loved that movie so we want to name we want to name her opal all right i wasn't expecting that but all right okay it's a good movie the the way that you phrase the question, do normal people name things, name their pets after these things? My question is, what makes them, what makes a normal person? Because to me, it's like, if they're super into like comics and movies and stuff like that, they're not a normal person. But then um, I know who are. So maybe that, maybe that's just normal. I don't know. Yeah, I've noticed a, a big trend of people naming their animals after food. Big fan of that. That's good. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, it's it's hard to explain like what normal is and what isn't because then I want to boil it down to like they're really passionate about some sort of fandom of some sort. Mm -hmm. Like not the the abnormal people are, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that aren't passionate about anything and they just kind of yeah. are there, and that's okay, you know. Yeah. Um but me on the other hand like one of my dogs was named snowy after the dog from tintin um one of our dogs we were going to name sirius after sirius black from harry potter but we decided not to and we named him tux uh because he looked like he was wearing a tuxedo so 
like that's not a fandom thing, but like Sirius almost was. Um, I don't know. You know, my mom my mom has a cat named Yoda, but she See? she doesn't like Star Wars. That's a good name for a cat, though. Yeah, that is a, yeah. I think that is a good name, especially for mentioned... like a, like one of those like weird looking cat. Is it a weird looking cat? <laughs> no, he's just a regular cat. Um, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Though. She named. I don't know why she named him Yoda. I mean, I should say my mom doesn't dislike Star Wars. She just has only seen the original one. Oh, and that's so- enough Yoda. That's enough Yoda to like yeah. Yoda. I thought you were saying like he's, he's not, She just put two even... syllables together, and like it just happened to be Yoda. <laughs> he's not even in the original one. She's never seen Empire, so she doesn't know anything about Yoda. Oh, I thought fan. you meant the original trilogy. No, she's only seen. Oh, this 70- is roller coaster after roller coaster. And, okay. yeah. and she has o- she only saw it in 1977. So it's been a while. So like she was like 13 <laughs> years old. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. I mean, she knows. I support it. Like I'm not. I'm you know. But it's just very <laughs> strange to me that she was just like, I'm gonna name this cat Yoda. Yeah. Um, my dog Wally. He's not named after Wally West, but I would love for him to be. So maybe I just pretend that. Yeah. You know? Uh, he's also not named after the robot from Wally either. But that I'm was just, my so next question. Yeah. This is the yeah. only two big Wallys, right? Um, but uh now, comic talk. <laughs> Maggie, <laughs> what did you what did you uh, I was gonna ask also if your dog looks like you? Like, huh? you know, like some people look like their dogs. Some people look oh, like their yeah. dogs. But I have a basset like hound, you? so I feel like I he and I are twins. You know, with the, yeah. 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 Um, but Fat Tony and I this week, we sat down and we read Superman Lost number five. Uh-huh. We read Loki number two. Mm-hmm. We read Scarlet Witch number six. Mm-hmm. And then we did Night Terrors Robin and Zatanna. Okay. That's all we got to do did this you, week. Did you get to Unstoppable Doom Patrol? <gasps> I didn't. I so I have been buying that run, but not reading it. And then okay. I started watching the show and decided yeah. that I wanted to start reading it. So I yeah. read issue number one today, but four came out this week. So I didn't get to it. I, I binged. I just finished binging like today, the Unstoppable Doom Patrol up to four. And uh, it's combining the show, which obviously the show is a like pretty good interpretation of like the weird Grant Morrison stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a co- combination of the show mixed with X-Men. There's like an X-Men parody to it. Yeah. 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 But that's it. I mean, there's yeah. historical precedence for that because the yeah. X-Men is like kind of a riff on Doom Patrol. It came out three months after. So people argue that it's not enough time for for Stan Lee and them to like rip off Doom Patrol after just three months of their like comic. Right, right, right. Um. But there are too many similarities. <laughs> too many. I, I, did a, I did a video on it. Uh, Maggie, are you, are you, do you know the X-Men and Doom Patrol thing? Do I know? I'm sorry. You like, you like glitched on my screen. Am I, am I glitching? Am I glitching for Drew? Just, it might be me, but like, I don't know. I am. I okay. just, I didn't get to see what you said. Okay. Uh, uh, X-Men and Doom Patrol. They have a lot of similarities because mm-hmm. it came out right at the same time. Mm-hmm. back in the day do you know do you know about this not really i haven't like not what you're talking about now okay so they're both like a group of they're both a team of freaks that live in a mansion uh run by a smart guy in a wheelchair 
Um, well, I did notice that when I was watching the show. Right? I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. But then one has the Brotherhood of Mutants and the other one has the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. There's like other, like even taglines that are very similar too. But, you know. Stanley had a spy in DC. I swear. It's possible. Supposedly they yeah. all used to hang out. Supposedly their offices I were mean, very close to each other. Is that right, Drew? I mean, I, so I I don't know enough about that to, to comment on it, but I will yeah. say, um, this is going to go on a whole long, ta- a whole tangent. I'm going to keep it short, but um, Alan Moore wrote a series, like a short story collection that came out earlier this year. Uh, and in it, in the back of it, there's like a short novella called uh, What We Can Know About Thunderman, which is fictional, but it draws from like his own commentary on like the stuff he learned about the comics industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there are characters in it who are supposed to be like parallels to real life people. Um, and it kind of does hint that the Stan Lee character was like spying on other people throughout the, the his his tenure. Yeah. Um, it, it also heavily implies that the only reason Marvel went back to doing uh, uh, superheroes after stopping for a really long time and creating the Fantastic Four was because uh, they were threatened by the mob and basically told you have to do this to help us launder money. Do superhero do two superheroes again? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it's like it's it's a whole thing in the book mm. where like the Stan Lee character is out at a diner and this mob boss, like from a booth behind him, uh essentially threatens him and says, like, do superheroes because it'll make money, and then you're going to launder that, like we're going to skim some off the top. Yeah. I would love to know more about this because I love mafia stuff. I, it's it's just Love like it. one it's just like one chapter of of the story and I don't even know if it's if that's true or if it's like just him some... kind of like doing it as a uh, if it was just Alan Moore like doing that as like a satire of what he thinks about the comics industry because the whole story is supposed to be like him explaining why he hates the industry of comics so much that he decided to leave it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's stuff in it that's clearly like that didn't happen, but then yeah. there's other stuff that, like, people can point out. Oh, it's this character. He like this character is supposed to be this guy from this specific event. You know, like, like real stuff. That's weird. Like, all all I know is that they weren't allowed to say mafia. That's why they created the magia. Um, in in the comics, yeah, they weren't allowed to say mafia, but that might have had to do with the CCA comics code authority right um i keep interrupting maggie and i'm sorry maggie was talking about superman lost five. Oh, okay no i didn't interrupt you no, went no, through no. all of them yeah we, went, we just got didn't... heavily sidetracked yeah yeah uh <laughs> drew what did you read sidetracks happen when i'm on the show uh, <laughs> we, we, we just want to talk like that's the thing about being on the show we just want to talk about comics so bad like yeah. <laughs> it's 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 rough it's rough okay. like we live so I got, hold on, I got to put stuff, like, move stuff around. Um, okay. I read Night Terrors number one. Okay. Uh, 
Night Terror's Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Night Terror's Robin. Okay. Night Terror's Zatanna. Night Terror's Shazam. Okay. That's the end of my Night Terror's books. Uh, I did uh, World's Finest Teen Titans, number one. Right. Um, Danger Street, number seven. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fish Flies, number one, uh, from Image Comics. Okay. And um, then I have four books I picked up, but I haven't read yet. But you read, did you read In Hell We Fight too? I did not. Okay. But what's the company on that one again? That's Image. That's Image. Also. I, I was going to read that, and then I just ran out of time. Yeah. What What else did you have that you didn't read? So I did, uh, I picked up Spirit World number three. Okay. Um, I, I had to read number two before I could read number three. Right. Um, Batman Incorporated number 10, which... Um, Is it still good? Because I, I... I... I dropped it. I haven't been reading it, but... Oh, okay. Uh, I fell behind. Uh, the, the comic, the owner of the comic shop who does my polls put this in my box and uh, I didn't want to be like, hey, I don't want this. So I just bought it. Yeah. Um, I got In Hell We Fight number two. And then uh, I got Moon Knight number 25. I got I got the Frank Miller cover because everybody was clowning on how terrible his covers were. <laughs> and That's I, a cool cover. Were they clowning? I really they, like that. Were they clowning on that cover? No, it was that's that's the one that like people were, but like it, it was the Wolverine cover that he did recently was looking kind of wonky. Yeah, uh, he's got a Daredevil cover coming out that doesn't look great, but I think that Moon Knight cover looks really cool. It looks like a scratchy Jack Kirby cover. Yeah, I, I like, like it. I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, no, no. I was okay. just well, I, I could... <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say some artists evolve their game, their their craft. Like they get better. Like Edmund Guinness recently on Amazing Spider-Man has been doing really good work that is different than his normal like over the top striations yeah. and muscles and all that stuff. Um, and I think he's evolved. I think there are other artists that don't evolve and maybe Frank Miller's one of them. The thing is, I, I, Frank Miller, his style has evolved, but I think it's just evolved in a way that like a lot of people don't like. Sometimes myself too, and you know, I come at this as like somebody who kind of is more of a Frank Miller apologist than a lot of people would want me to be. Uh, but like, I, I mean, his style is strange and weird, but I think that's what he's trying to do. Also, he's like dying, so I mean, that's, he? That's, I mean, he's he's got to be okay. He's, uh, he's like 200 or something. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's a thousand years old. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I, when I met him, he had to hunch over like this. He couldn't hold his head up. So he's only 66. Yeah. But I mean, he's aged the inside of his body a thousand years. Oh no. Because of uh, alcoholism. Is that what it is? He had alcoholism. I, I mean, I guess he still has it, but. Okay. All right. I, I feel bad, but yeah, yeah. He, 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 uh, yeah, that was kind of his way of explaining holy terror. His, uh, I was uh, drunk. That, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, he's a, yeah. Anyway, um, Maggie, what were you going to say? I can't remember. 
Yeah, we just I got sidetracked it. by Frank Miller. It's all right. Yeah, um, okay. we got all those from Drew. Oh, my list. Uh, Superman Lost number five, Scarlet Witch six, Unstoppable Doom Patrol four, Night Terrors one. Not the not the single ones, but that one. Um, then World's Finest Teen Titans one, Amazing Spider-Man twenty nine, Immortal X Men thirteen, X Force forty two. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 8, Fallen Friend, The Death of Miss Marvel uh, 1, but I think it's a one-shot, Planet of the Apes 4, and I forced myself, because uh, I probably would have read it later, but I forced myself for this one, Stranger Things, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Strange Things, number one. I feel like I had to read it to talk about it, because you guys didn't read that one, right? No, okay. I did so, not. So, um, yeah, I feel like I had to you know um not that it was bad but i felt like i had to uh what were you guys the picks of the week let's talk positives i feel like go ahead no i was just gonna say no positives was there there is no i feel like if i had to choose i didn't read that many this week but if i had to Mm. choose i would say scarlet witch number six i thought that was pretty fun i like where that whole thing is going i like where yeah that runs going a lot yeah so i thought it was just fun uh drew have you read are you reading the scarlet witch run no not at all i'm i'm not a big scarlet witch fan per se Mm -hmm. i like it when she so i don't know if you guys know this i don't like solo heroes for the most part sometimes i do there are certain heroes but like i really just like team books so i like it when scarlet witch is on a team but I think that some mm-hmm. heroes can't fly solo. That being said, this run has been amazing. I was in awe by like issue one. The story yeah. is really good and the art is amazing. Also, everyone is super attractive and it hurts. It For hurts. For real. Why why, it, why are these why are these drawings so good? It's why? just a good looking book. Like I don't understand. I was on Twitter today, which yeah. shouldn't have been, but yeah. I don't understand. People are giving Steve Orlando such a hard time about this run. Why? They want her to be like, ha- they want it to be more eventful, like as far as like the fights that she's fighting. They're like, give her a big bad. And it's like, no, this, the whole point of this run is that she's done fighting big bads. You know what I mean? Like she's she, trying she, to help people. Yeah, she's yeah. literally expressing how much she likes having a quieter life. Like, that's the whole point of it. I love it. I'm with you. Yeah. I think it's great. But Trouble finds her. Like, it's not a boring For book. sure. Yeah. No, I don't think it's boring at all. But there are things coming out of this. There are th- little yeah. things that they're setting up. Like, Agatha, she came back in the Scarlet Witch annual. And it was a really good yeah. annual. But Agatha is also hot now. Which, I'm not complaining, but also everybody's too damn hot in this book give me a break we need a witch with like a big green nose like yeah well, well yeah. old agatha old agatha give me you old, know? yeah you know it's kind of like when they make make aunt may hot and it's like i mean i could have lived with her not being hot that's fine like i thought sally field was hot enough like i'm just like i'm a big sally field fan i thought like put, casting her in amazing spider-man i was like okay we're making her you know Spicy Good. anime. <laughs> and then 
And then Marissa Tomei pops in. And I'm like, oh, man. You can't not like Marissa Tomei. No. The, the, I ended, the, the opposite. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, I was good. Like, I was plenty, you know, with Sally Field. Uh, but then Marissa Tomei, like, yeah. So they I keep, keep doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, next up, Olivia Rodrigo, you know. <laughs> have 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 either i mean you said uh you were you've seen steve orlando's twitter uh have, have either of you seen him as a person yes no like, i think i follow him on instagram he's a he's a good looking guy too 100 so, like he's just writing what he knows that's gotta mm-hmm. be it exactly exactly he posts he posts like shirtless thirst traps on on twitter and i'm uh, just, all right i'm gonna disagree but okay i love it I'm, I'm not saying he's unattractive but he is he is a unconventionally uh yeah he's unconventionally attractive and he seems Listen, like he takes he takes care of himself it's you gotta, like see him with, himself. you gotta see him with his shirt off that's all i'm saying i'm seeing with, a little bit i'm looking at him with this extremely low v-cut shirt slay like i don't <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like he takes care of himself. Like yeah. there's a picture of him with a beanie and with like coiffed hair that's kind of coming out a little bit. The beanie's back enough that his hair can kind of come at the top. He's looking off into the distance, which can't be that far because he's indoors. Um, wow. I love it. It's very artsy. I, yeah, I think I I, I think uh, I think he takes care of himself. Good for him, you know. Good for him. That being said, who's the artist on this? Because the artist for this book. I know that the writer, right? So Russell Donovan's doing the covers, but I don't know who's doing the interiors. Because they, which to be fair, Russell Donovan makes everybody hot too. So Mm. they deserve an Eisner. Yeah, it is Sarah Pacelli. You go, Sarah. Doing the Lord's work out here. Yeah, no, I love this run. I think it's great. I spelled that wrong. All right. Um, this run's been really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. There, there's little bits and pieces that are being, being you know dropped. Um, but Scarlet Witch is good. Good first. Yeah. Uh, good pick of the week. Um, Drew, what do you got? Um, so we were talking before. Um, mm-hmm. I I picked up a lot, and there wasn't a whole lot that like really wowed me this this week. Yeah. Um, and I'm coming down, I'm coming down to two, two books, but I don't want to have it be a tie. So, uh, I think I'm going to say fish flies, uh, okay. the, the Jeff, Jeff Lemire book. Um, I am a big fan of when Jeff Lemire, first of all, is writing and doing his own art, um, mm. I, I I think I just I I love his art style. Um, it is so distinctly him. Um, you can always tell when he has drawn something. Um, but uh, I also just like I I love when he is doing his own like independent book that's just all him. Um, his you know he's done superhero stuff. Some of it is fine. Um, but he really shines when he gets the chance to tell his own like independent non-superhero story. Um, and, uh, uh, fish flies, um, 
being an independent book, I mean, I, I don't know how many people are going to know about it. So like the, 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 it's about, um, since he is, uh, he is like very Canadian. Um, most of his books take place in Canada and they're based on something to do with his, his real life. Um, and, uh, so it takes place like in his hometown, uh, and every few years, um, these flies that they call fish flies, like come, you know, swarm the town, um, takes place during one of these times when the fish flies are like particularly numerous and abundant and, uh, um, a crime happens. The person who commits the crime gets swarmed by the bugs, uh, crawls away and a little girl discovers him and like tries to take care of him. Um, so it's like partially a crime book. There is like something of a supernatural thing going on. Um, he wrote at the end of the book, it's like a whole, uh, uh, he wrote, you know, like why, you know, what he was thinking about, why he wrote the book, stuff like that. Uh, I always appreciate when, when uh, creators include that kind of back matter to, to put you in the mindset of where they were. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I think that Jeff Lemire is the kind of person who can do three silent panels that tell a lot of a story. Um, and there are points in here where I, I noticed that. Okay. Is this a book you would recommend to everybody, would, to certain people? I, I, I'd recommend, listen, I'll, I'll recommend every Jeff Lemire book. Um, the, the, the things about them, they always include some kind of like really, really heartfelt uh, uh, character driven story hidden inside of a, a a weird plot um i mean i think that there's if if you've ever read sweet tooth um his his book there's a netflix series of it now but the netflix series is very different from the book um if you've ever read sweet tooth and you liked it i think you'll like this if you've read um i mean he has a book called uh may's book that came out uh, uh within the last couple years I also, I mean, it's like along the lines of that. Uh, okay. It's, it's you know, a, a, a strange premise. Um, almost like, I mean, it's almost like it, it, it feels like there's like a Franz Kafka kind of thing happening in this book. Um, Is it the but, hipster kind of comic? Is this like a, like, I, like if Jeff, you're a, you know? Jeff Lemire is definitely like, if there's like degrees of hipster he's pretty close to like as mainstream as you can get while still being in the hipster category right right okay he's i mean he's like uh if you've ever seen the show twin peaks he's a he's huge into that show okay. um, and his books are a lot like that okay like like tonally they're 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 a lot like that I had to look at his credits um, and like he, he, I mean, I know Jeff Lemire, but I was just like, where, what do I remember him the most from? Um, but he's done a lot of X-Men books and DC stuff. Um, and so 
I mean, if you've been, if you've read comics, like, yeah, you've read a Jeff Lemire book. Yeah. I mean, m- most people who read predominantly superhero books are probably going to know him from like, he did uh, a chunk of the new 52 Green Arrow um, yeah. with Andrea Sorrentino, who now they have like a vast catalog of books together. Um mm. I think maybe that was their first their first thing. Um, I mean, he is he's a prolific writer. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. He has a lot coming out even right now. I mean, they they've they're create. He and Andrea Sorrentino are creating an entire shared horror universe through Image that's being published in various different ways. And there's like multiple books coming out at the same time. Um, it's I mean, they're they're is that the Bone Orchard stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and some of it's like single issues, some of it's like just regular like standalone graphic novels. Um yeah. and they're all related to each other while also telling their own standalone stories. Um really cool. And uh he he's he's the kind of writer who can gross you out and make you cry in the same story. And mm. I I've always really appreciated that. That is cool. Um, he wrote um the the Superboy comic that took yeah. place. I forget it was before New Fifty Two. Yeah, it was uh uh him and I believe uh Francis Manipal did the art. Mm. Yeah, I mean that might have been the earliest I I've read him. So he's been around for a while because that yeah. was a that was a long time ago. Um, okay, my wait, what was your second pick, Drew? The other one would have been the other one that I was kind of teetering on was uh uh World's Finest Teen Titans. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um I there yeah. The, uh, there's some there I I did read some really good books this week. Um I'm I'm for the sake of simplicity, World's Finest Teen Titans one. That's gonna be my pick. Um uh, Mark Wade is back. Uh but he never left. But like Mark Wade, he's writing world's fi- writing world's finest Batman versus Batman Superman world's finest. This is world's finest Teen Titans, and it takes place like a couple years into Teen Titans being a team. They're slightly older. They're they're teenagers definitely, um, and they've included Bumblebee in inclusion to the first five because the first five Teen Titans are all white and one is a female, and then they've added Bumblebee which slightly diversifies the team a little bit um, from that original lineup. Um, but uh, I mean, the art was really good. The like Mark Wade, always great. But I, 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 you know, there is Mark Wade. I was re- I was reading this this morning or, yeah. or earlier today. Um, and it's just, it's crazy to me how Mark Wade can be as old as he is and still write teenagers that that sound like teenagers yeah some people online were complaining and i don't think they understand um some people were like oh all teenagers are like live streaming and recording yeah i mean a lot like like uh uh a lot of kids these days they just have their phone they're just like putting stuff on tiktok sometimes to their detriment but like I didn't see those complaints. So like hearing that, that's everything. I think it's a goofy thing to complain about because for one, it's not like the entire team is doing it in the book. Just Just one of them is. Yeah. 
And like, it's a good way to like, I mean, that's an easy way to like establish the time period. Um, which which is kind of confusing to me. That's my one complaint. Yeah, is that it's like it takes place now, but it takes place now. Yeah, this is a this is essentially a prequel comic, right? This is a comic that takes place in the past, but it takes place now. That being said, maybe it's just that technology just works different in the DC universe. They yeah. had like all that live streaming stuff. Oh, their Wi-Fi was probably better back in the nineties. We didn't have Wi-Fi in this world in the nineties, but. Back then, they they did, you know, kind of like that. Yeah, but it's a it's it is a beautiful book too. And Mark Wade has been writing for decades, and yeah, you're right, writes teenagers weirdly well. Does he have kids? I I I, I, I don't know. I have Only no idea. There was I've... a way for me to search. I'm just looking. I'm looking it up. Man, Wade's been writing since the 80s. Yeah. And he was... Somebody... I think he was editing before he was writing, too. Yeah. Supposedly somebody mentioned that if you're going to write a book, talk to Mark... Like, if you're going to write a superhero book, talk to Mark Wade, because he'll just know all the answers. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like if you... Hey, has Batman ever blah, blah, blah? And you'd be like, yeah. Somebody had mentioned that. I met Mark Wade one time, uh, dressed as uh, Matt Murdock from the uh, "I'm Not Daredevil." Arc. Yeah, uh, like that. That that issue. he he wrote that one, right? He yeah. wrote that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's 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 very cool, super nice, and he's sixty one. Oh. I don't know if he has kids, but it says he lives in California. That's the only thing that's on his Wikipedia page. I just looked it up too. Is that he lives in California? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, private. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. He must have kids. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the 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 grasp he has on the Teen Titans in this issue is really good. Also, I like the fact like Aqualad and, and Wonder Girl are dating in this. Matt, they're, are you They're are in you a situation ship. Are they a situation ship? That's what it says. Like it literally says oh. it. I'm I I one of the things that I really liked about this. I'm going to pull it out while I'm talking about it, but like yeah. uh the like the little descriptions that they gave for uh when they introduced each of the characters, like Wally West, Kid Flash, why not Speedy? And then like a few panels later, Speedy, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark Wade Again, I doubt editorial messes with Mark Wade. He just writes what he wants to write. And this is a reason why, like, some movies are really bad is when, like, executives get in the middle and, like, change things. But you'll notice that, like, movies are better when people don't step in and change your vision if you're good enough. James yeah. Gunn, people don't step in on James Gunn, and he's a good enough to know what works and what doesn't. So he doesn't need everybody else chiming in, and he makes a good product. Yeah, like same, the, I guess, goes with comics. It says like Kid Flash, why not Speedy? Aqualad and Wonder Girl in a situation ship. Speedy, oh, that's why. Uh, yeah. Bumblebee, two fisted tech whiz, and then I think my favorite one is Robin, and it says Bat Boy crossed out, Boss Man. Yeah. Uh there's a there's a plot in this book that they know each other's secret identities, but he they don't know his. Yeah, 
Yeah, I really liked that. And it's like he wants to tell them, but he but like Batman told him no. Yeah. There's also a sad part. Wait, so Maggie, are you familiar with these characters and everything? I forget. I am. I did not pick the I just forgot to get this. Okay. I'm really upset because I heard it was good. Yeah. It seems like you guys liked it. They 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 have like little scenes where each of them are talking to their mentors. Mm-hmm. Um except you see like in the shadows there's like a green hood that like Roy is talking to and it turns out it's just a mannequin like a thing for Green Arrow's hood cuz Green Arrow's never around for him. And it's super sad. Like he is an abandoned child. Mm-hmm. Um and thus I mean this is before his heroin um because roy roy gets addicted and uh that's like a huge part of like comic book history and yeah it's because ollie ollie wasn't there for him yeah yeah um and that and that sucks um but yeah uh so that's my pick of the week i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that one um let's talk about night terrors because I feel like we all read something with it, right? And it started yeah. last week, and a lot of these DC books are on hiatus for two months or whatever until September, and then they come back, which we had talked about a previous... Who was on last week? I think Lex. Maybe Lex was Lex and Ambrosia. I, I think. Um, it It's not a big deal for some of these books, but for bo- a book like Green Arrow that just had two issues, and then uh the, like that goes on hiatus until september it's really weird mm-hmm. and i have not been a proponent of night terrors because i don't like the dream stuff and also it's like what's the point and why are you putting everything on hiatus all these stories that you know should be told um how are you guys feeling about night terrors you know what i i i, I read the what do they call it first blood uh last week which was like yeah. the intro to basically the zero issue of night terrors um and i thought it was kind of lame um i i i'm i'm i won't mince words there uh i thought that the writing was like not like the right when i say the writing i don't mean like the plot i mean like the dialogue like the way the characters were talking to each other was yeah. like i just didn't think that it was constructed well um i thought the character like there was a lot of just like it it was very apparent to me that it was like okay we have to explain this uh like who these characters are to new readers we have to explain this plot in so many words so they just had like the characters speaking just very expository a lot just telling they're talking to each other, but they're really just telling the audience what they need to know. Um, and I really just didn't care for that. It, it, it bummed me out. Um, but like, I thought the Batman issue from last week was, was fine. I read uh, that one. Uh, it wasn't bad. But yeah. It, I, I mean, also, it, I, I saw it on the Harley Quinn show. Like the Harley Quinn show did it already. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that. So I, I, yeah. Oh, but okay i mean it's yeah it's just i don't know and then like the first issue like the official first issue of night terrors came out this week yeah and i think it's fine i think it was an improvement uh compared to the the first uh the first blood uh one shot from last week um 
Green Air, or I'm sorry, Green um, Green Lantern came out this week. Um, and it you were the of, only one out of us three that read the Green Lantern one, right? Because I know there's some that crossed over, but okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Green Lantern? It's just like it's a greatest hits of Green Lantern. Mm. Like, just if you know, if if you read Jeff Johns' Green Lantern run, yeah. you don't need to read this. It's not doing anything new with the character at all. Uh, it's just how the the only thing the only thing that i got from it that i didn't know and i don't know if this is new or if it was established i assume that it was established before and that uh i maybe just didn't know it um is that hal jordan is jewish that's the one thing from it that i got that i didn't know did they make this canon because i think this has been this has been i feel like i've yeah, I feel like I've heard for that. a long time. Yeah. I mean, in 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 the issue, um, I mean, I if you know any like one of the big things about Green Lantern is that his dad was killed when he was young uh in uh, uh a flying accident. Um and so like uh in it he's just going through like the plot points of you know, his nightmare is just like the basic plot points of who he is as a character. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and like one of the things is he's at his dad's funeral and he's like, oh, no, why is the why is the casket open? Um, My dad was burned up in an explosion that no one wants to see that. And then like the dad comes out of the coffin, you know, like it's it's a paint by numbers sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, but the the, the, he's wearing a yarmulke in at the funeral. And so that was that was how i knew that he was jewish that's well it. It, it it's interesting because what i'm reading is that um this isn't new it isn't new news but supposedly people online were like dc rarely brings it up but supposedly it, his mother's jewish and his father was catholic that makes sense to me okay and if your but, mom is then you are right yeah if you're yeah. if your mom is jewish then you are jewish yeah right and it depends on the person on how they they interpret that right and um, i don't for I, sure. I don't think that he's practicing at and, and i don't think he's practicing any religion at all but no um no yeah i'm trying to look at that but yeah but yeah i mean like i read it just uh, see read, it does seem paid by numbers and i don't know how they're doing all these other one shots i'm assuming assuming these are all one shots um yeah. Uh, the, how they're doing them and making them all different because they, they're, so they're not one shots they're two issue series oh mm-hmm. so um <laughs> are you laughing at my disappointment i am just, i am i okay i, I feel it, like i'm not yucking read... anyone's yum if somebody if people like this i'm not saying this shouldn't exist i'm just not into it and i'm wondering why editorial pushed and yeah. i have some theories linked to night terrors number one but i'll go i'll go into that in a sec uh what were you saying maggie it is wild that okay so like i read night terrors poison ivy that came out last week last week yeah and it did reference and have um characters from the the current poison ivy run by jewilla wilson so it's like they are referencing the comics that they've interrupted yeah they they are they if if it seems like if they're written by the person who's writing the main yes. series, then it's just an extension of that. So that yeah. one was that one's written by G. Willow Wilson. So it also, makes 
Yeah, and First Blood also references something that happened in in the in the Superman series that's going on too. I can't remember oh, yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. But yeah, so like some of them do at least acknowledge like events that have happened in their actual runs, which I think is interesting. Like uh, um Mark Wade wrote Mark Wade is writing Shazam right now. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Night Terror Shazam, which does reference what's going on in that book although um i i will say of the of the ones that i've read i think that one's probably the best that i've read so far okay um yeah i think it'd be weird if not all of them like i know that not all the one shots are tied together but if they're not all tied to their ongoings that they've put a pause on then it doesn't really i don't know it just doesn't make sense but You you read zatanna right I did read Zatanna. Yeah. Zatanna, it, I mean, it, it, it feels like an extension of Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. And it's written by the person who's writing Doom Patrol. So exactly. I'll tell you this. I have found it. I've, I've kind of taken it as a challenge for myself because I didn't really, I was really afraid for a long time to jump into DC because Mm -hmm. of so many different events and reboots and deaths and births and all this stuff. And so when I heard about the concept of this, I was like, okay, this sounds kind of weird, but like also if these people are facing their nightmares or their worst fears or whatever, maybe it's a good time to pick up. I'm kind of challenging myself to read ones for characters that I never really cared about before. So I'm like, maybe like you said, the paint by numbers thing, like, I don't know shit about Green Lantern. So maybe this is the time for me to pick that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. These, these events I mean, comic events, you know, the superhero events in general mm-hmm. are designed to like get new eyes on on these characters, right? Yeah. Like that's what it's for. Yeah. So it almost feels like every summer when DC does one of these big events, I should stop reading. I should just drop my DC books and go read some Marvel stuff because they're going to be doing big too. Yeah. And, and you know, that's going to help me like most of the characters i know i'm not i'm not a huge marvel guy um so most of the characters i know from marvel are because i read siege when that was coming out and yeah, i just mm-hmm. jumped in and didn't really know a lot like that's you know i learned about thor because of that event and i learned yeah. who the sentry was because of that mm-hmm. event. you know like i have to i have to add something is that cuz we had talked about it last week um Maybe I'm just an old head. Maybe some of these ones that aren't resonating with me is because, yeah, I, I keep complaining that, like, I've seen this before, right? But not everybody has that same lived experience that oh, I do. Yeah. Every, and every, every reading this for decades. I get it. Every comic is somebody's first comic, right? Yeah. So, like, it makes, like, if any, if, if you're kind of interested in Green Lantern, but you don't, like, maybe you saw the movie and you liked it when it came out right Mm -hmm. this would be like a book that would be great to read and just kind of learn the basics of the character but i don't think that it's doing anything to push the character forward at all yeah i I think i think it should be both i think it should be accessible for new people but it also should further you know either the character's development or whatever they have going on in their ongoing runs like 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 i said i've been reading the poison ivy run this doesn't really change or affect anything that's going on. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, like, okay, you know. And, and my, I also, 
I don't think I I personally don't think that like it these these little like not every story needs to like progress the character plot wise. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can just reveal stuff about the character and be like a cool character moment. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I like I'm totally on board with with stuff like that. Um this this, you know, like this Green Lantern just doesn't do that, you know? Um yeah. there's a there's a backup feature that about uh Sinestro in it. Um it's kind of the same thing. It's yeah. kind of, you know, it's like a get to, you know, speed dating Sinestro kind of story. But it's yeah. like, to me, it also kind of does a little bit more with trying to present Sinestro's voice and get the reader to like understand who, you know, like, like be, you you could take this Green Lantern story tweak a few of the character moments and it could be a flash story all of a sudden. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way that the Sinestro backup is written, like it's not as interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, now that is a quick say, question though. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was no, going to say, I, I wasn't Sinestro is my favorite villain in DC. And I didn't think that this backup was that great. It's at least better than, than the main feature. Um, I just, I wouldn't want new readers to be introduced to DC with this. I have a theory. Let me know if this this makes sense. I have a feeling this concept started off as an anthology uh, premise for their Halloween special coming up. My theory is though they got carried away with all the stories that they wanted to tell with these Night Terrors thing, and maybe they figured out how to make this have like a longer lasting impact on the DC universe, which again, I have some theories for that, but that like, instead of doing that, they moved it up and made this, this event when it should have just been, or originally was planned probably to be a Halloween anthology. Cause DC does anthologies every season. They do a, have I been cutting out? A, a little bit. A little. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just got notified by my Zoom um, that DC has been like doing new anthologies every season, right? They do a summer one, they do a, a Halloween one, they do a like a Christmas holiday one, and so I think I, don't I think the thing the, the thing about that is those if you look at like those anthologies, that's them trying out new talent, right? It's like they'll get yeah. like. You know, they'll put like a Tom King story in there because they know his name's going to sell. But then the rest of them are people you really haven't heard of. And I think that's those anthologies are great for that. I think that that's a great idea. Yeah. Just like we're, we're OK, we'll we'll see how this person does, see how it's, you know, and then maybe we can give them more work. Um, this to me doesn't feel like it started out that way. This to me feels like Joshua Williamson realizing that he's got some pull at DC. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this, I don't want this to sound like I'm like trashing the guy at all, but uh, it sounds to me like, it seems to me like like he realized he had some pull because he did, you know, all these books and they were pretty well received. And then he got to the point where he can pitch to them. And he's always been like a horror guy, 
right? Like he did like Nailbiter and, you know, he came up on horror indies. And so now he's trying to like marry the two concepts. Um, and, you know, DC has a great, very rich horror history. Yeah. Uh, it it just like, what I was saying earlier is that like, DC has the perfect character to have anything to do with dreams, which, which is, is Sandman. Oh, like, which, which one? The, I'm not talking the Golden Age Sandman. I'm talking about the Neil Gaiman Sandman. Right? I agree. I think they're going to bring him. I, think I don't this think is, they will. I, I don't think they're going to. Because it's it's not Morpheus anymore. It's Daniel. Well, yeah, it, sure. But uh, like, you don't think they're going to bring him in? They I, brought him in before to DC related. They, they did. They did metal, yeah. But now, now there's a whole separate line of Sandman comics. Yeah, and so like it seems to me they're keeping it very separate. And unless they bring people over, unless they they use do the Sandman universe stuff here to bring people and remind them that there's maybe, Sandman universe stuff. Maybe, but like I don't know because like. The character that started all this, uh, John D, Doctor Destiny, yes, you know, old old Justice League villain. But he, more people know who he is because of Sandman than than uh, from yeah now the Justice League stuff. Yeah, so like, I don't know. It just seems like if you're gonna do something with dreams and stuff like that you you should be using sandman you should be using not maybe not even the characters but like stuff from there like the dreaming or um, i think they're i think they're gonna come that's i that like i, I think there has to be a big reason why night terrors exists as an event and i think yeah. that they're gonna also what i liked about night terrors one i'll be honest like i did like it i did like it i haven't liked these other things but night terrors one um i did like uh, because it's dead man focused and we we rarely see dead man do anything yeah and... no i i love that dead man is like the guy in, mm -hmm. um in in this issue i think that that's great um and then he he with lazarus resin he awakens wesley dodds yeah his grave so there's a zombie sandman the golden age sandman i think i think we're getting closer and closer to sandman of the dream of you know whatever that the endless uh i i will say um i i just want to say this because uh we were talking about it before like when you you kind of got up and, and walked away yeah um i was just tired of you guys you know the, the, i get it i understand uh <laughs> the sam issue um has probably been my favorite of the one shots that i've read or the 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 little minis that i've read so far yeah um, and a lot of it has to do uh, the so the the issue is essentially Mary Marvel um, experiencing a series of nightmares that she's having trouble waking up from. Um, and she keeps changing into Miss Marvel or. Uh, uh, um, well, I guess she's changing into Mary Marvel, right, uh, in her yeah. sleep. Um, yeah. And so, like, when she's having these dreams, they they did a lot of cool stuff with the art that is just, like, little things that are weird that would happen in a dream. Um, for example, like, 
when they you know she she doesn't understand like why they have to take a taxi to go somewhere and then the taxi is like super long um and it's filled with water um her parents are eating bugs um and I, they're eating bugs and like ice cream and he has like the dad has like dirt all over him um you know it's just like little things that like you might notice about a dream that which tell you that like something's off but they don't explicitly call these things out exactly i liked that attention to detail yeah just to uh, get that kind it just of surreal it's just, it's just classic nightmare tropes and i'm not really there for it you know but eh, it is what it is um we do we do have to get through to whatever else we read uh this week Though Night Terrors was a lot of books. One, yeah. there was Night Terrors Shazam, Green Lantern, Zatanna, Robin. That's four plus Night Terrors, number one. Um, so um, what did we, did we all read Superman Lost? Uh, we, I did. Uh, I know uh, Maggie said she did. Um, yeah. I, yeah. for some reason, didn't have it in my pile. Uh, so I forgot to name it off earlier, but I did read it and I really liked okay. it. That series is fantastic. It's been good. Maggie, how are you feeling? Wait, you're, you're, aren't you on a Superman? I am like, like a Superman on Superman the last couple yeah. weeks, last couple months, actually. Um, yeah, I, I like this a lot. I think when it first came out, you and me and blue did a comic talk mm. and we had a conversation we were really afraid that this was going to be a story about cheating. Mm-hmm. I don't like where this is going, but I, I don't have think a feeling... he cheats. No. I, no, yeah, I have a feeling that Priest knew that this was going to be the concern and he just decided to lean into it for a little bit. Like all my concerns are like, you better be wrong. But I but I do enjoy this run a lot. I think that Clark dealing with like PTSD and like just like all that it's it's really well I, I really like it a lot he's been gone for 20 years yeah but but on earth it doesn't seem like anything like any time has passed also there's no. a variant cover with him and hope kissing but really the only thing about them two of them is that she's in the shower with the door open or is like that well and also she said i won't let you take him from me when they figure out how to send him home well yeah on her end but not on Clark's mm-hmm. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it. But I'm I'm a big fan of um I don't know if 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 either of you have read the other stuff that Priest has done in this style, but like he kind of adopted this like it started with uh the rebirth deathstroke run, or at least that's the first time I saw him do it, but like mm-hmm. where he's putting in like these black panels that have like mini titles um like that black adam and now this superman book all share that so it's like this kind of trilogy of similar like like style like chapters books. they're like chapter titles yeah yeah, or yeah. scene titles yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about i don't have mine with me but i do yeah. know what you're talking about yeah he's he's been doing that for a while now and i think that it's really cool because it gives him like a very distinct writing style um where you can uh, i mean you know he already kind of does have a pretty distinct style but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now oh. he has like a visual language to go along with, with his style, which I think, yeah. I don't know if he's going to continue doing it or if it's just something that like he's doing to kind of link these books together. But I don't I know like about the other ones. I, I like him. I like Christopher Priest. I do too. I do too. I haven't, yeah. I haven't read his Black Panther run, but I heard it's good. It's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but by the way, uh, before we move on to the next book, uh, the theory is, is that this is the future. That this is Earth in the future. What do you mean? Like I can, I can see that. Like he's stuck in the future. That's why there's a time mm, element to it. That's why he can be 20 years gone and come back. It doesn't have to do with gravity warping and black holes and whatever. It could just be that this is future Earth. Yeah. Interesting. The yeah, names are weird, that. right? Because it's it's Jemmy. Yeah. It's Jemmy instead of Jimmy. It's New Ark instead of New York or Newark. I don't know. Um like there's too many names. Like there's there's too many like too much mirroring to his past life. I don't I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Enough. Yeah. Um, Maggie, you read Loki number two? I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to give me a quick, uh, quick review on Loki if it's worth picking up? I, you know, I, I think it is. I think that Loki is far better written in comics than Loki is a MCU character at this point. Um, I really like this a lot. I think it's, it's good. It's fun. It's only issue two. So like, there's still a lot to be a lot of information to be had but uh mm-hmm. i like it yeah okay um stranger things teenage mutant ninja turtles stranger things number one came out uh i don't really want to talk about that much other than uh this i'm not saying it's a cash grab because the amount of money they're probably making on this isn't that big of a deal it's probably just a passion of like let's just see two things kind of these characters just kind of hang out they kind of rush into it like they meet each other and they're like, all right, cool. Now what? And so I think it's really just an excuse to see some mashup like villains and whatever. Um, unlike the Batman Fortnite comic, which I will gladly say that it's the best crossover of all time. I don't know. Uh, best corporate. Um, I know that my connection was weird. The best corporate mashup of all time, not crossover, but like, Batman Fortnite is what I was saying, but um, whatever. Uh, Planet of the Apes number four. Uh, it takes place in between like Planet A or the first the James Franco movie and that one that came after it. It takes place in between those two, um, and it's been pretty good so far. Uh, Drew, Danger Street seven. Uh, either of you reading that series? Mm-mm. I read the first couple issues. I dropped off, but I need to catch back up. I, 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 man, I'm definitely look. I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a Tom King apologist. Um, I have yet to read a book by him that I don't think is good. Even the stuff that people hate, I think is good. Um, and I think he's, I think he can be kind of misunderstood. Um, that, um, his stuff is always slow, but I think the payoff is always great. Um, and I've just been enjoying the fact that like, there was a time when he was putting out like 
Gotham City Year One, uh, this book, and there was another one at the same time, and I can't remember what it is now. But he was it's, doing like oh, it's Human Target. Yeah, Human Target was those all three were coming out at the same time at one point, and all three of them are different. They all feel different. Um, it it I mean he's just he's a diverse writer um and i appreciate that even if like some of his stuff i don't like as much as his others the fact that like he is able to hold his own while doing all these different things at the same time um i think that's really cool my one major gripe with the book is that uh it is a black label book and they he has characters who curse a lot but they're censoring all the curse words yes so I don't understand like why they would need to do that. Um for a black label book. Yeah, like some of them do and some of them yeah. don't. I don't really know what the like why Is the, the kids made. Huh? Is it the kids? Yeah, like the kids are cursing and they're censoring it. But like in this issue in particular there's a character who says it like literally every other word is the symbols and it's clearly played for like comedic effect but I think that it would just be better if they could just yeah. write words. I don't know. But I like, I mean, I really like the framing of like, of of the helmet telling the story, you know, like Dr. Fate's helmet is the narrator. He's um, like telling it uh, as like a medieval story. So like Dark Side, he refers to as a dragon. The Manhunter is uh, a, a knight um the uh the creeper is um a jester oh, what? i think he calls it the gargoyle oh okay i mean yeah you know like and then like uh they're all i mean all these a lot of these characters are old like jack kirby characters that that nobody really thought about for years like and warlord so, yeah like warlord and and you know like the 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 the, the kid. blue star man yeah 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 um, and so you know there's like a connection to his mr miracle which is cool um but it's not like it's it's not like so connected that you'd be lost um if you didn't read that book yeah it's just it, know that the fantastic exists and then you yeah. just go into it knowing that like yeah anything is possible i um I think it's a super cool book um i'm very interested to see where it goes because it is seven issues in and it feels like not a whole lot has happened yeah i have a thing about tom king's books um for better or for worse or whatever but like i i get i mean i get into like issue eight of his miniseries and then i stop i always stop short and i don't know what happens why i fall maybe it's just because it loses its like energy after a little bit but like all his books this one human target the question uh, and some other ones i'm like i can never finish it just kind of i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know you um you, you lack uh discipline is what it is <laughs> that's what that's what it is um I, I read a bunch of other books that I know you guys didn't read, but I'll just give like some quick blurbs on it. Um, if it wasn't for World's Finest Teen Titans 1 that was my pick of the week, it would have been Miles Morales Spider-Man 8. 
I think that Cody Ziggler has been riding an amazing run and that his run was hurt recently by the carnage event that happened that he had to write like carnage related issues in. And those are the weak spots in his run, but he's eight issues in carnage run is like two to three issues. So really he's only had like a solid five or six issues, but they've all been the ones that aren't carnage have been solid. Um, Cause he's given miles panic attacks. Like miles is having problems coping because miles is just a teenager. Like, you know, but he's dating starling, which is nice. There is an authenticity that comes with um, um, Cody Ziggler's writing. Um, and so that's been like really cool with uh, that. Um, the death of Miss Marvel should never have happened. But this issue, the fallen friend, death of Miss Marvel, um, it wasn't bad. I'm sure there are people that are going to rip it apart and certain people that might just might not like it, but it had some good moments except i've never seen tony stark enter a mosque before and i also think that like depending on what retcons we're going with being a a war profiteer i don't know uh i don't know i don't know how i feel Probably should just get that one <laughs> i'm like i'm like you you made you made bombs for the military i don't uh it depends i don't know uh how that works um <laughs> amazing spider-man 29 was uh pretty good ever since they got done with that bullshit it's been pretty good and uh i'm not complaining this one was actually really good this new run this new kind of 27 28 29 has been pretty good um, X Men's dealing with the fall of the uh, fall of Krakoa. Uh, Immortal X Men thirteen um, is pretty good if you're invested in that whole thing. Um, there's some pretty big changes, and then X Force forty two um, kind of finishes an arc that deals with like a future bad evil beast. That one's is what it is. Immortal X Men thirteen was good though. Um, I mean that's pretty much my books. This is the least uh, I think I've heard you talk about X-Men. Uh, there was two, there was three books. There was Immortal X-Men 13, X-Men, X-Force 42, and then there was also Days of Future Past Doomsday, number one, mm -hmm. but I didn't get to the Days of Future Past Doomsday, and I wanted to, but um, I just couldn't. But yeah, X-Force 42 wasn't that good. Uh, and Immortal X-Men 13... It's really good as a character book because it focuses a lot on Doug Ramsey, who is Cypher. Um, but as a whole, it was okay. Something's coming. And I'm I'm here for it. I will also be at the Real Life Hellfire Gala um, at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, so I'm excited about that. That is exciting. Yeah. That's super fun. I, I'm getting a costume made from scratch. Uh, that I that you know came from my mind uh Miss Marauder um uh, if you if you guys know Miss Marauder uh she is making my costume from scratch fun for, for I think I do yeah. yeah that's cool I think yeah. it's cool that they do that as like a real event now yeah it sucks because I was gonna do it as a real event and invite everybody I knew and like produce it I remember stuff. yeah I remember you telling talking about that I was, that was my plan. I was going to do it because I was like, Marvel's not going to do it. Every, like, 
and then I, you know, as an X-Men fan, I was like, I could, I could produce a, a real life Hellfire Gala. Oh, now Disney and Marvel are doing it. I can't do it anymore. Would I have been invited via Zoom? No, I would have, I would have tried to bend over backwards to find ways to get people to come out. So I don't know. That'd be fun. It was, it was going to be a big thing, but you guys should still come out to California. At some point, you got to come out. You got to find a reason. You know? I know. Someday. Someday. Uh, We'll we'll make it work. I would love for the key to be like, hey, we'll we'll pay for some interns to come out and help with filming. And you guys will be those interns. And we'll give you college credit. Make it during the winter so I can get out of Kentucky when it's... We do have good winters here. Yeah. Which is just, yeah, pretty temperate anyway. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. As always, like you guys, you guys are always welcome on the show. You guys are always great additions to have. Um, thank you for taking time out of your Thursday uh to be here. Um, before we get going though, uh, real quick, Maggie, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? You can find me. Pretty much anywhere at this point. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, threads. Are you on threads? I'm on threads. Check me out on threads. Um, where else? YouTube, Patreon, everywhere at Vegan Superkick. Easy to find. Awesome. That's it. Yeah. Do you have anything big coming up? No, actually. We just did Heroes Con in North Carolina, and that was like the big giant thing we had coming up. So now I'm just chilling. Now I'm now I'm hanging out. School's coming up for my nine year old. So that's what I got to focus on. So you incorporate a lot of comic book stuff into like, like with your kids? No, actually, he thinks that it's like he's a video game guy, so he just doesn't care. Yeah, we did get like the Fortnite um, crossovers with Batman and like Marvel. The so Batman one's really good. It was, yeah, but he only yeah. he only did it for like the codes for the skins and stuff like that. But no. other than that, no, he doesn't care. He doesn't even like going to the toy store. Did you did you buy him the Justice League video game that just came out in March? No, I didn't. Dang, what's it called? <sighs> bad, Cosmic bad Clash, mom. Cosmic, uh, Cosmic Chaos, Cosmic okay. Chaos. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Cosmic Chaos. He's a Fortnite I mean, guy. That's pretty much all he plays. Uh. You got to get them. You got to get them into like the other comic book related video games, so that like you can bring them over to this side. I'll tell you what. He so does... far, I have no respect for your <laughs> child. He loves Spider Man. Spider Man has been like his favorite oh, character okay. since before he could talk. So like he does do like the the Miles Morales game and like the the Spider Man okay, game that's on good. PS4. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's different. Okay. All right. All right. Look, yeah. what like I always think to myself, like, what's the purpose of having a kid if not for giving to them make them interested and... in your interests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but okay, I got him okay. to mow the grass today, so that's there we go. Yeah, shared that's interest. why I had him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew, what do you got coming up? Where, uh, where can we find you? You got anything to plug? Uh, you know, you can find me, uh, uh, TikTok, Instagram. Twitter threads, uh, Drew deficit, Drew X deficit. Uh, I'm I'm always there, just espousing, uh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever just comes to mind. Um, 
I got uh, the only thing I got. I mean, I, I'm I'm working on uh, getting ready to go back to. Uh, I'm teaching at a new school this year. They're letting me have a uh, whole graphic novels class. Uh, excited about that. So putting that together um, for uh, the next school year. Um, other than that, uh, as I always, as I've said uh, uh, since March, uh, go play uh, Justice League Cosmic Chaos, the video game that I wrote for DC, and uh, you can, uh, you, it's on sale, I think, right now. I don't know. I don't get any money for it. Yeah. I just want people to play it because I like yeah. it. And that's, um, uh, I got to look it up. I got to look up where, where I can get it because I still haven't done it, but uh, I'll get I'm it. give it a shot. Yeah, me too. You can play it. Uh, you can buy it from uh, you know places that sell video games. Cool. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I think it, I feel like it's a Switch type game. Like I would probably find it on Switch. Yeah, maybe it's okay. it's on all the consoles. All right, there we go. There we go. Um, um, thank you guys so much uh, for for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Be able to talk about comics. I grew up not having anyone to talk comics with. And then I found message boards and for better or for worse, that was my community. And now it's, it's just nice to, to be talking face to face, even if it's not in person. Um, but thank you guys uh, for coming on here. Um, for anyone out there who is watching, you're watching us live on Twitch or YouTube, twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Or you listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Um, if you're on social media, Instagram and our TikTok are our two biggest social medias, at The Keeg Show. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Threads, at the Keeg Show slash the Keeg Show, all that good stuff. If you want to contribute uh, to the Keeg uh, in any way, shape, or form, patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. Find a donation tier um, that works for use for something as like $5 a subscription for a month. Um, you can give back to the Keeg in that way. And if you want to find a comic shop near you, comicshoplocator.com is your best bet. Find a comic shop near you, find one that you vibe with. Uh, you won't vibe with everything, but you can at least know what's around you. Find the one that that really uh, works for you. Uh, other than all that, uh, this is Comic Talk. It's every Thursday at 5. We also got the Secret Invasion after show for two more episodes. Uh, that's Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Um, and then we have the Keeg Talks every weekend, um, different times, but stay tuned for that Instagram and TikTok uh this weekend we're going over mission impossible dead reckoning part one so you know a lot of movies right now that we're talking about so you know stay tuned for that uh other than that thank you yet again maggie thank you yet again drew uh so much for coming on the show once again i am your host Dimitri Pereira, and this has been uh comic talk uh talking about comics from the week of july 13th 2023 take care everybody bye-bye